2: If things change, if your reason for getting in and your rules and your parameters that you need to hold suddenly change, you've got to change with it. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you go short the market the next day. Maybe you just go to cash and, and maybe we're in chop. And that's what you got to do is understand that you got to be quick with your exits and you got to know where you're going to exit too.
0: This is the How to Trade Stocks Options podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over a 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips. Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter
1: every single week.
0: Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, we've got one of our dear friends back in line, T.G. Watkins from Simpler Trading. T.G. and I, we were talking just a minute ago about what in the world's going on with this market, and uh, he's, he's not thinking it's looking very good. T.G., what's going on, man?
2: Hey, Chris. How's it going out there? Yeah, things are looking pretty rough. Uh, earlier this week, I was hopeful because we did have a fairly energetic bounce off of the Monday lows But then I had what I call the line in the sand, and on Wednesday, that's when it broke. I was looking specifically for the S&P on the 15-minute 50 SMA, and that was going to be where I needed to find some support if this market was going to go up for the next few days. When that broke on Wednesday, you can see, go look your charts when it broke that 15-minute 50, that thing went straight down. And ever since then, things have changed. Now I'm looking at it, and the market just seems to have no life in it. And uh, so now I'm really cautious about it.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I've seen the same thing too and, and probably the viewers have well. What, 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 uh, what made you look at the 15 minute 50? That seems really obscure.
2: Well, Unless it, it's just yeah, one it, of your normals. It is one of my normals. Uh, okay. When I trade, I look at the daily, the hourly and the 15. That is my view. That's how I mostly see the world. I always have the higher time frames up too, like the monthly and weekly, but as far as taking some actions and really getting a good idea of where the market is, daily, hourly and 15. And that gives me the whole landscape that I need.
0: Okay, so the 15 minute 50, I, that's your, uh, what do you want to call it? Your, your, it's my short-term
2: guide. Yeah, Okay. It's my shortest time frame that I have any kind of strength on, like the five minutes too fast. So the 15 is the shortest, smallest time frame that has any sort of strength for me. Mm-hmm. And right now we're just diving below there. Yeah, it is. I got it over on my screen here, and it just can't get overhead. Even yesterday, uh, price bounced right into the underside of a downtrending 15 minute 50, and since then... It's been going nowhere. And uh, I'm watching UVXY. That was a, the uh, the volatility, the leverage volatility we spoke about last time we were on your, your program. And uh, UVXY is looking awfully ripe again. We nailed it last time. I said, hey, guys, UVXY is going up. When the market's going up, that is not a good situation. And right now, UVXY just seems like it's sitting poised, ready to go higher.
0: Interesting. So I was, I was telling TG beforehand, uh, that was my first trading foray into UVXY. And uh, my my stomach ulcers just couldn't handle it. It moves a lot more than uh, than I usually have tolerance for. And then he was like, "Yeah, I usually only day trade this." And I'm like, "Oh, now you tell me." <laughs> yeah,
2: right. So yes, warning to everybody out there: UVXY is is not a real stock. It is a volatility index. It's leveraged and it moves very very fast and in kind of an erratic way. If anything, just kind of use it as as another indicator as a guide to see when people are hedging, when fear is kind of increasing. Maybe you don't trade it directly. You can always trade the, the markets directly, but I like to use it as a little bit of a tool to see something that maybe the markets aren't reflecting.
0: Okay, so, so right now, so let, we've got a couple of different things from last time we talked. First, the market was roaring higher. UVXY was roaring higher. Now the market is just like showing weakness. It's not like plummeting yet. UVXY is showing strength. Like, yeah. This is a total change of events here, TG, in it the last is. couple of weeks. It is.
2: But you know, w- when we were speaking last time and the market was just rip-roaring, you know, that's kind of blow-off top territory. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was trending, 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 and then it does this hockey stick maneuver at the end where it just starts to go vertical. That is a blow-off top. That is when things get insane. Everyone's like, Yeah, this is amazing, but it's not. We know that that something like that is getting too far, too extended, it's unstable, and it's too good to be true. And that's basically what happened. And since then started to implode, fizzled. And then we're trying to figure out, okay, is this just gonna be a correction? Is this is a pullback into support? Is it just gonna get messy or choppy? And pretty much ever since it broke the daily 50 on the S&P, it has just been melting down. And again, I thought maybe on Monday there was gonna be a bottom. We'll start kind of working our way up a little bit until we run into resistance. After, the, after Wednesday, it didn't care. It's uh, just bopping around the bottom. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not much of a target person, but I wouldn't be surprised If the daily 200 SMA might actually be in play. How far away is that,
0: like percentage wise?
2: Uh, It's I don't I don't know. I'm looking at it over here. I don't have the numbers, but it's it's a fair distance. I think it's about uh, I think we're about halfway there from where the peak of the market. Oh, wow. Gotcha. And And what my my thought about this is, well, the election, no matter who who wins, just the fact of we had really good gains from March into now. And a lot of people made a lot of money, and a lot of institutions and uh, hedge funds and firms made a lot of good money and they're probably just pulling back and getting out of the market in anticipation of this unknown event
0: you know i i uh, I remember trading the last election, and i I put on a trade it's called a uh, put ratio backspread mm-hmm. where you sell what was it it was it's essentially it was a call, it was call ratio backspread. I was selling two call spreads, uh, selling a call spread and then buying an out of the money long call. And I was like, dude, this is this is gonna be great. This is gonna work no matter what. And uh, the the market went down the night before and I'm like, sweet, this is gonna be profitable. And then the market went up the next day and I'm like, sweet, this is gonna be profitable. But it was one of those situations where it's, you know, you got the long calls, but they don't go far enough and yeah. the trade loses money. Yeah. But then, you know, it, it was like every day after that for the next two years, the market like only went higher, so I'm curious to see you know now if if Trump is elected, if that's the same sentiment of you know business first, we want to you know uh, make keep America great, right? Or is it going to be uh, Biden and and I don't know his slogans. He's, I mean, he could be just as vocal, but I don't hear them as much as I hear the other ones. True. Um, you know if his stance is uh less business or or something else um and so maybe that's that's weighing on people's minds is uh you know the the uncertainty there is it's pretty interesting right it's um i don't know i don't trade that far ahead right i only trade the next couple weeks or so neither do i and i I
2: think that if we look at this binary event my thought again without saying okay why somebody wins or why this would do my thought is if the incumbent wins Everything stays status quo, mm-hmm. and Trump has the, the Fed working to, uh, you know, doing QE and trying to keep the market up. He's a big market guy, of course. His, his performance is based on the performance of the market, so he'd like that to go up. He is business first. He's uh, America great. Uh, you know, we, we want to see everything go up, and he's trying to work that direction. Biden, I, I think, would just be a change, and the markets mm-hmm. don't like change. They don't like to know what's what's coming up. They like to know what's coming up. They don't like uncertainty, and so Biden, with... New plans, new policy, new people, changeover. It's just going to be muddled for a while until everything gets into order. So I just kind of say, if Trump wins, I imagine it would be good for the market just because it's status quo and we were already in a pretty good uptrend with Trump. So,
0: Well, let's let's throw another monkey rich in there, right? Let's say, like before, when everyone got their stimulus checks, you know, Robinhood grew by 40% within... Uh, yeah. Just a few months, right? And yeah. now, no, I'm not saying that this happened, but I'm sure a lot of the Robinhood traders have uh, blown out their accounts. Now they're looking at this like, "Hey, we get a second stimulus. This is my uh, my second chance, right?" Yeah, that's what, a possibility. What do you think happens there? Right? We get we get the second stimulus. Are we going to see another another wave hit the market?
2: Well, right now, the the market is like a big ship, and if we need to change direction, it takes time for that to happen. Now, granted, when it was going up and up and up and up and it suddenly broke down, well, it broke down and then you go sideways and step and sideways and step and sideways and step. In order for the market to go back up, now that we're underneath a lot of these major moving averages, you gotta then turn these moving averages from resistance because they're going down into support. So not Mm -hmm. only do we have to stop going down, we have to get price to go up and then go sideways and turn these things into support and start using them for support. And even if we use some of the lower timeframes, like the hourly 50, and start training up on that, the daily 50 is overhead. The hourly 200 is overhead. So there's a process. If we get a stimulus, we're going to see the market change. It's not like it's just going to go vertical the next day or for two weeks. We're going to see a change with the market and people starting to put money in if that's what's going to happen. Hmm. All right. So,
0: so where are we looking at today then? Right. We've got, what are we looking at? About a couple of months or so at the time of this recording. Uh, you know, by the time somebody listens to this, it could be well past the election. So can't predict anything that way. Yeah. But like, what, what's our opportunities right now, TG? Are we looking to go short or looking to hold, hold more cash?
2: I was long on Monday and Tuesday. And then when Wednesday happened and broke the key level of support that I was looking at, I went all cash because all my positions suddenly didn't work. You know, I use the 15 minute time frame, namely the 50 SMA as my near term guide. It's not my holy grail or anything. It's just in order to see something start, I need to see it start on that time frame with that moving average. And on Wednesday, all of them got blown out right there. And I said, Oop, OK, I'm out. And so then you reassess. And actually, right now I'm I'm fairly short. I'm fairly bearish with this because the market looks like it's just kind of um, bopping all around along a, a bottom right here and it doesn't look like it's any kind of support. It looks to me like it's kind of found some support temporarily and flagging sideways into downtrending resistance like the hourly 50. And uh, it's just a matter of time until it kind of eats away the support and falls. That's that's my contention.
0: Hmm. You know, I, I had similar setups. I started putting trades on Thursday, Friday, Monday and Tuesday. Then by Wednesday afternoon, I was back in all cash. I'm like, damn it, this didn't work.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a tricky time right now. Yep. And, um, you know, sometimes the, the sw- subscribers that subscribe to us, you know, uh, over here at Simpler Trading with Moxie, they sometimes we go all in, then we go out. And it's like, OK, we got to figure this out. So anybody who's trading and they think that we're neurotic or that we don't know what we're doing because, well, he was long now and now he's short. Yeah, that's the market cuz what we're trying to do is read these little cues to figure out okay, are we going up for a little bit now or are we going down? And we try to go long when we get our indications and when they break and change, we train we have to change with it. If we're too stubborn, we're going to get run over and I think anybody new to the market needs to understand that.
0: Dude, I think anybody new to the market would they would think that you don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> and and I've been there, Long right? short,
2: long short. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you know, it's 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 easy to, to what what they call armchair quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Monday (laughs) Monday quarterback and all that.
0: Right. But when you're actually putting money on the line and you see that it's not working, it would behoove you to do something about that instead of just let it ride. Right. Because at the moment it could ride for a long way, the opposite direction.
2: That's right. And that's the thing is really comes down to either pride or stubbornness. You're like, well, I, I just went long, so I'm thinking I'm, I'm long. I got to go long. Like, okay, everything said I should go long. And if that doesn't work, and if you're too stubborn, the market doesn't care. And the market says, well, I, you you read me wrong. I'm going down and you're going to lose money. So if things change, if your reason for getting in and your rules and your parameters that you need to hold suddenly change, got to change with it. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you go short the market the next day. Maybe you just go to cash and, and maybe we're in chop. And that's what you gotta do is understand that you gotta be quick with your exits and you gotta know where you're gonna exit too.
0: So, you know, last time we also talked about silver and silver was looking hot for a minute and I I was trading it. Um, It was above its uh, key moving averages like you're talking about. And then it broke down and it's, Mm -hmm. it gapped hard down. Like I think it was 8% one day. And then it's been like losing two to 3% a day since then. Um, What happened? Well, so metals,
2: uh, silver, gold, precious metals, they generally move with the dollar inversely. And the dollar I had seen over the last few weeks was oversold. I mean, it has gone too far too fast to the downside. And I said, look, I'm looking for price uh, for, the, for the dollar to at least go sideways and come back closer to its daily 50. Now, at that point, we kind of had to see what was going to go on. As it turns out, it actually broke above its downtrending daily 50. I think it was this week that it did that and, and it shot up for a few days. That is what helped pummel gold. But my contention also was I was looking at gold, you know, and silver flagging into the daily fifty. Now the clue that I had, like gold looked pretty good, but silver, if you look back last week or so, silver, slv, what its price was too far away from the daily 50. There was a gap, there was air pocket between that. And that was concerning to me because a lot of times price wants to actually bounce off of its moving averages. And the fact that it was still floating in air told me that there was risk. Of that air pocket for price to go down to, and uh, I think the FOMC minutes came out last week or the week before, and just after that, I could see that silver was now getting stuck underneath key moving averages on the hourly chart, and I said, "Nope, I, I just I don't know if this is going to go short, but I definitely can't be in long, and I'm mm-hmm. out." And then at that point, it started to roll over, went to the fifty, the gold went through the fifty, and you know free fall. So when yeah. your your long setup doesn't work, you just get out.
0: Uh, Exactly. Yeah, for me, I I traded a couple times since our last talk, both long and short. Um, But I I had been out of it when I saw these huge moves. I'm like, good Lord, 8% move. But like one day,
2: uh, you don't see 8% moves very often. um, Well, the downside, when the downside happens, downsides for anything can be very quick. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're good at it, or if you like the downside, you can catch it right. You can make money real quick like that. Because when people want out, they hit the eject button. Yep. Without a doubt. Yeah. All right. So so the
0: market's looking weak. The dollar's looking stronger. Is that what we're saying? Yes. Okay. What else is going on besides the election that we need to to keep in mind as we move forward?
2: Well, I mean the stimulus thing. Um we've been That's looking right. at the the Fed's balance sheet. Um they've they haven't been putting more money into the market or buying more bonds. I don't know if that is really something that is part of the reason, but we don't need <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You can actually go look at the, the Fed's balance sheet, and you can see how much money they have been putting, how much money they've been putting into the economy and how much money they have been putting onto their balance sheet. And uh, it's uh, plateaued for the last, I don't know, few weeks, couple months. And I, I don't know if that's really going to be part of it. Maybe it's also September, which is a seasonally, a historically weak month. So we kind of got a lot of things playing here that say the market do not really want to go up. Dollar is going up. Um, which also affects gold. Safe havens are not a thing. Uh, We got the election coming up in September, and then we keep bickering about a stimulus. Is a stimulus going to come out? Maybe we're looking for that, but so far, none of that.
0: Well, TG, it sounds like right now we should be a little more cautious than maybe we had been. At least that's how I'm playing things. Yeah, yeah. And if you're
2: a long only, um, right now I'm not finding a whole lot of setups. I've been trying. They moved a little bit, now they're failing, and now everything kind of just looks weak.
0: You know, I had been very much a, I'll trade both directions kind of guy for a long time. Um, but then when, uh, you know, we we're just talking about how the the moves are so much bigger on uh, on bear market moves versus uh, bull market moves, like like when it's and, and trending higher. Too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. The biggest rallies happen on bull uh, right. markets.
2: Yeah, because it's short covering so, rally.
0: Yeah. So I've been burned on those, man. I, mm-hmm. I'm more the type of person where I'm going to just, if, if things are looking weak, I'm just going to let it be weak for a while and and hang out. Like from February 27th to pretty much nearly April, I just was all cash. And I may yeah. do the same thing again. And yeah. I'm totally good with that. Like yeah. you got to wait for the market to work in your, your personality, right? Like UVXY doesn't fit my personality. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, and it's really true. the The short side, uh, the downside, does move differently. A lot of times, if what you'll see is price will kind of just go sideways, 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 sideways start to kind of roll down a little bit, and then it'll just happen quickly. And, the, and then big, fast moves will happen to the downside. And usually, you got to just take those moves because they because price moves, and in this case, falls so fast, so far, so quickly, it creates a bit of a void and a, a vacuum, and so price wants to get sucked back up. And also, as I mentioned earlier, you have a short covering. And when what short covering is, is when people are short and they either need to get out or they're taking their profits, you actually have to buy back in order to get out of your shorts. And so it adds fuel to the fire. There's You're actually buying to exit your short position. And so that helps bring the price back up. So anytime you get a good move to the downside, just take it. Just take it. <laughs> don't don't try and ride the trend. Just take it, wait for it to come back up to resistance, and then try again.
0: Yeah, well said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been burned plenty of times uh, on thinking, hey, this is a bear market. I'm going to I'm going to work the bear and then uh, <laughs> it comes back and bites. So Yeah.
2: yeah. The, the other thing is uh, when we talk about a bear market, OK, but a lot of times also These things can just be pullbacks in uptrends. And pullbacks are challenging because everybody is looking to go long. And so everyone's trying to figure out, okay, what level is this going to turn around? What level is it going to turn around? So you get buying at various levels on the way down. And so it's kind of, it's jilty. It's like take a step down. uh, The slope of hope, right? Yeah, yeah, that too. And so it's just, you know, when you have a trend up, it's nice, it's smooth. It can kind of curve up and all that. When it's down, it's like clunk. Plunk, yeah, plunk. and it's just messy. It's challenging. <laughs> well said. I like that description.
0: I've written a short guide on how you can use the Triple Stock Profit System. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future, and you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Yeah. Well TG this is uh this has been good. I uh, I enjoyed this conversation today. I learned a lot and I hope the the viewers did too. Uh TG what where are we going to send people today? I think they were telling me I need to send them to simplertrain.com/tg, right? Uh, we
2: do have that one. We also have my own website profitpilot.com. It's profit-pilot.com. So go check that out. I write newsletters twice a week. I've been pretty accurate on what's going on out there. Hey, go check it out. Um, I do have the Moxie indicator and an alert service. So if anybody's interested in learning how I trade and want to follow me, you can go do that underneath services at profitpilot.com.
0: Yes, go follow the Profit Pilot because this guy knows what he's talking about. TG, this has been great. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, sure thing. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips and tricks we give you every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. I'll see you on the next episode.
1: 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors' and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and stocktrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments, not included here, involve risk and are not suitable for all investors.